This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English, episode number 212, baby. In today's episode, we have a special guest. Yes, that is right. I speak to Charlie from the YouTube channel Real English with Real Teachers. Now, if you are familiar with this YouTube channel, you will know that I spoke to Harry, the other person on that YouTube channel, on episode 176. So in today's episode, I interview the other side of the dream team because there are two of them, Harry and Charlie. Although I must admit, I do get their names mixed up. I think because Harry and Charlie just rolls off the tongue. So there's a nice expression. If it just rolls off the tongue, it's so easy to say Harry and Charlie. It could almost be one person. So I do get a bit confused during the episode about their names, but I was happy to hear that I am not the only person. Anyway, if you are not familiar with their YouTube channel, what are you doing? Go and find it. Um, because, you know, there are lots of us English teachers around, but Harry and Charlie do some great stuff very much in rock and roll English style. Lots of laughs, sarcasm, self-deprecation and more than anything else. Like rock and roll English, it's about a true friendship, true friendship at the heart of the channel, which is something I love. Anyway, after speaking to Harry, I now speak to Charlie, who has also just started a podcast of his own called the British English Podcast. So go and check that out. It will all be in the show notes to this episode, rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 212, where you will also find the rock and roll vocabulary from this episode. And believe me, there is a lot. But yes, as I said, Charlie has now started his own podcast. Um, and then we actually recorded an episode together. So in a few weeks or months, I'm not sure, you will hear me on on the British English podcast, so go and check it out. So here is our conversation. It's not the boring type of conversation you might normally hear when I have someone I don't really know on the podcast, because this was the first time I spoke to Charlie. But luckily, we both felt comfortable enough to make fun of each other and have a good old laugh where we speak about dead mice buns in ovens, why podcasts are great, and lots, lots more. So I'm sure you will enjoy it. I will speak to you all again at the end. Happy listening. So hello, Charlie, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hello, Martin. Lovely to be here. Thank you very much. Lovely to have you. Part two of the Dream Team, finally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you've got both of us now. Yep, indeed. Normally, I ask um, my guests to introduce themselves, but um, I've done about 10 minutes research on you, and, and I think I know you better than you know yourself, okay? So Ooh. so I think I might yeah. do the intro for you, okay? Um, and count yourself very lucky, because I normally do only five minutes research for a podcast, <laughs> but I've upped that, so I've upped that, I've increased Privileged. that to 10 maybe even 15 i'm not sure it was it was quite thorough so it was quite complete this research goodness me oh yeah so i noticed we have lots of things in common um so i know you went to university um you got an office job you didn't like and then you kind of thought well fuck this i'm, I'm moving abroad um <laughs> and you have a long-time girlfriend 
and you started teaching English. Most recently, you have started a podcast. Um, this, this is all true. Yeah, I got my research right. This is spot on. Yeah. 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 Very impressed so far. Good research. Oh. Good use of 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, exactly. And lovely rock and roll vocabulary there. Spot on. Like absolutely perfect. Correct. Um, I'm sure there are a few things missing, though. So we're just going to have a look at a few of these and go into a bit more detail okay mm -hmm. um so starting with university um we're actually going to record a podcast on that in a bit so obviously people can listen to that um but one thing i did want to talk about is i know that you met your good friend charlie no it's fuck we'll keep that in <laughs> oh shit sorry um you met your good friend harry it is difficult with harry and charlie isn't it it's understandable. Yeah. yeah, we've had many emails with sponsors saying, thanks, Harry. See you later, Charlie. Kind of in one email, they've mistaken it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so your good friend, Harry. Um, and I noticed that, well, I found out this, the story behind the friendship that he asked you for a pen. Um, That's right. Is this right? Um, I, I did kind of sound like like a way in a way to break the ice let's say like you know like, i mean in fact one thing that i sort of went against me years ago went against me something that didn't really help me let's say was that i didn't smoke and like you know you go to like a nightclub and my friends would go out for a cigarette and that would be like the perfect opportunity to talk to a girl like oh do you have a cigarette the ice is broken then you make your move do you think that's what harry did with you was that his tactic Oh, I see. I see what you were thinking at that point. He was trying to start a YouTube partnership. I, th I, th I think he saw that immediately. He's, I'm sure he had a pen on him and he just thought, I'll put that pen in my pocket. I'll ask him for a pen and boom, we've got Real yeah. English with Real Teachers YouTube channel. Yeah, it could be that. It could be that. Or unfortunately, I think it might be the fact that Harry completely forgets everything. Um, I don't think I've seen him hold a pen of his own okay. in the last six, seven years. So I don't know if he owns one, actually. He always borrows them and okay. he keeps them for a long time. Okay. But, yeah. Good to know. So if anyone is um, around Harry, keep your pens very close to you. Um, so then after university, you got an office job and you didn't enjoy the nine to five life, like so the standard office like life tell us about that how bad was it from zero to ten that's right um ten being the worst i would say it was like well there were different parts that i enjoyed the actual the actual company was a product tv production company for mm. comedy so it was quite interesting for that part yeah um and there were heroes like the peep show directors they were coming in oh wow so that, yeah. that's a famous TV program in England. See, I thought you had the similar experience to me because I worked in investment banking and um, I was talking about interest rates and derivatives, um, which, I mean, working in a TV production company with like the producers of a famous TV show makes my job, <laughs> well, makes your experience sound amazing. Why, oh, why, did, why the fuck did you stop this <laughs> to start a YouTube well, channel? Well, you, you start off at the bottom of the pile. Mm. You start off as the office runner or okay. the office bitch. Okay. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. Oh, you, are we allowed to swear? Go free. Go free. Go free. <laughs> and so the office runner just, you know, doing all of the like boring stuff, making cups of tea, stuff like this. 
you wouldn't believe how many cups of coffee the boss has. Yeah, he, it was just a constant flow, which kept me busy. But then one of my low points was I came in early to start the shift and it smelled horrible. There was this really weird smell in the office. And then my supervisor came in and she had apparently smelt this before and she she knew what it was. And she said, Charlie, you're going to go have to look around um, where the computer wires are on the floors and look for a dead mouse. <laughs> this is a dead mouse that is probably fried from the electric current. Beautiful. That's, I suppose, yeah. the reason you go to university, isn't it? So you, you can study and you can be prepared to look for a dead mouse in an office. That's what <laughs> university prepares you for, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not just to look, you know, around wherever you are, but just to follow those lines like a, a, yeah. a real investigator. Yeah, I found it and it was stuck to the floorboards. And oh. It was horrible trying to get that off. Lovely. Um, so was that... Like part of your job description, was that written in the contract or? <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I did want to ask her, but uh, she hated me. I think that was another part of why I didn't didn't like it. Okay. I think I, I tried to be quite um, charismatic maybe mm, okay. or a more neutral one of one of those adjectives. But um, mm. it was it was not the place to try and have a personality. <laughs> you had to just pick up the mice and leave <laughs> I, I love as well how like the the mouse is dead and then you come into work charlie i've got a big job for you today you, you, like th this one's for you only you can do this okay <laughs> to try and make you feel important yeah we've got a problem and you're the one that's going to have to resolve it okay oh that just made me think of the most ridiculous part of it so i was the office runner and then i didn't get on any of the television sets like okay. she had promised me to for a while and then she brought me into her office and she said charlie i've got a very important job for you you're now the green runner i was like what is the green <laughs> runner?" she's like you're in charge of recycling <laughs> what a responsibility did you, did you put that on your job title green runner <laughs> Ah, oh, she tried to make me. Yeah, I didn't know. Didn't, didn't um, fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, you, you got bored of that. And then you thought, fuck this, I'm, I'm moving abroad. You, you went to Chile, I believe. Is that right? Very good. Yeah, I went to Santiago de Chile. Okay, perfect pronunciation there. Um, very good. Um, and how, how was that experience? Well, I, I would imagine you, you were teaching English. This seems to be the standard thing, isn't it? Like, here in Italy, when I meet an English person or like British or American and, you know, first question, oh, what what do you do here? And then it, everybody just says, well, I teach English. Like what, what else am I what else am I going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, yeah. Very similar. And for for the situation that I was in, we were very quickly all in an expat bubble of people, like a group of mm. people that you can't really find other yeah. people from um because it was quite a big company i don't know if you've heard of ef okay right yeah english education first i think mm -hmm. um they've got immersion courses all around the world and they have these online group classes and um yeah i flew all the way to santiago and i went into an office and put a headset on and talked to eight people from around the world that weren't in chile <laughs> 
Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> really necessary, I believe, to fly to the other side of the world to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but it did give me a realization that I could do this at home. Mm. I could do this wherever I want, and it it started the the um whatever we call it the uh, trajectory. Okay, that I've I've been on for a while. L- lovely vocabulary as well there like the path to the this career that you've now taken well again your experience sounds a lot better than mine when i first moved abroad um just basically to get away from the bank i actually spent a couple of weeks before i think they sacked me because it went so badly um working <laughs> in a hostel um and again i remember cleaning the floor one day and thinking any mice no no mice actually um which which is a shame i suppose um but i remember cleaning the floor one day and thinking well thank god i've got that economics degree because uh, otherwise <laughs> how how would i clean this floor what what would i do um so obviously you started teaching english and you had a bit of difficulty as well i i think i heard because you know it's not easy for us like Brits, is it? Because we don't, we're not very good at languages and having to teach your own language, which you know you, you've never really thought about before. So, how how was that experience? Yeah, yeah, I um, I struggled for a little bit, and I had these teenagers that weren't really um, enjoying the idea of learning English. They had zero motivation, which is it seems to be what they give you to begin with, isn't it? Like yeah, exactly. after you figure it out, you have these nice people that turn up and you just have lovely lessons. But at the beginning, it's these people that don't want the lessons at all. Um, so, yeah, that stressed me out a bit. But once I, I found my groove, oh, lovely. I, yeah. uh, I started to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, very much the same as me. Again, thrown into the deep end of like thrown into the action without Mm. really any kind of preparation because there are lots of like dodgy language schools around the world I think aren't there so like dodgy like not so haven't got a good reputation let's say and they often just give you a job without any um, like preparation any qualifications which was basically what I did as well Um, I remember actually I'd, I'd worked there about a month and then I remember thinking I don't remember signing any kind of contract and I, I get paid in cash at the end of the week. I don't know if <laughs> this is too. actually legal. <laughs> Mine was exactly the same. Yeah, this this Swedish guy that owned the business, he um, he definitely was doing it <laughs> illegally. Yeah. He would come in at the end of the week and he would pay like 20 of us our monthly wages. So he would be carrying quite a lot of cash. Mm. But yeah, he would be obviously not not telling the tax man any of it yeah um i remember when i sort of thought about this i I was just sitting in the office one day and the secretary of the school was there and some like clients were there as well and i just i just blurted it out so i just said it without thinking i just said am i am i working here illegally and uh, i remember she just said we'll speak in a minute okay uh which kind of gave me um my answer very quickly absolutely yeah i'm i'm impressed that you that you spoke up though well it was a stupid thing to do really because it was just one of those things like and i did if i had thought about it maybe i you know would have actually thought twice about it which is some lovely third conditional there as well um so and then apparently as well i hear you've got a long-term girlfriend seven years together is that right 
That's right. That's right. That, but one thing we don't have thank, in common. Thank God you took a while to to respond there, and I thought, fuck, if he's broken up with his girlfriend or something, this is going to be <laughs> fucking really awkward. Because <laughs> you just, you did stop, and I thought, oh fuck, oh god, this is a problem. <laughs> I don't even think of that, but yeah, that's that would be brilliant. I should have done that. Oh, yeah. No, she died yesterday. <laughs> oh no, God, that's, no, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> I take that back. Uh, no, she's she's um, in the next room. We just bought a a uh, a queen sized bed. We've upgraded okay. from a double bed to a queen, so we're feeling like okay. royalty. Yeah, I'm, I, you know what? I'm not actually familiar with um, bed sizes because there are there's king size as well. Is that the next step then? That's the next one. Yeah, we're not quite ready. Uh, <laughs> there's a king queen. In Australia, I think it's different in the UK now, but um, yeah, king, queen, double, and then single. Okay, yeah. right. But king's the top. You yeah. can't get any higher than the king. Um, uh, no, I think I've heard of a double king or something. Uh, oh, wow. Or an, wow. That... An emperor. <laughs> <laughs> the important stuff we're talking about here. Um, so seven years, I thought, you know, why don't you put a ring on it, my friend? What are you mm. doing? Put a ring on it. I know. You need to get married. I, I recently got I married. You, you need to do it. I did it just so. Congratulations. My, well, now wife, thank you. My now wife will have a lot of difficulty leaving me. So, like, when one day she realizes, <laughs> well, maybe she thinks, like, what am I doing? Then it's going to be more difficult. Also, now she's now pregnant. So, like, if she's going to leave me, it's going to be really difficult for her to do that. So, that's that's the reason. <laughs> Okay. I I appreciate that for for humor purposes, but I do find it funny when people tell me like why haven't you put a ring on it? And it makes me think like is that how insecure your relationship is? Like <laughs> I I'm, I'm always going to question you now, but no, you you've knocked her up, so you've done a double whammy there. Yeah, lovely vocabulary as well. You've knocked her up. You've uh made her pregnant. Um which actually when we spoke, I contacted you on Instagram. Um, Charlie immediately came back with uh, congratulations for the, the bun in the oven, which uh, is some nice uh, rock and roll vocabulary as well to say someone's pregnant. A very poetic way to say it, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. A bun in the oven. Yeah. yeah. So your 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 wife is, is cooking a bun in her tummy, <laughs> being the oven. Yeah. Exactly. It it's just it's just a great metaphor. It's just beautiful <laughs> in every way. Um okay, so then you started the YouTube channel. So another similarity we have because I also have a YouTube channel with about 257 subscribers. <laughs> um I think I've got a video with like 97 views, hoping for 100, uh you know, fingers crossed and all that. Well, haven't haven't we had and, you on there? Sorry, yeah, I was. Hasn't Harry published a video? Yeah, no, I I was on it. Um that's probably your your worst. Does that not help you at all? <laughs> I I don't think so. I mean, I don't really put much effort into um the YouTube um mainly because this is actually what I wanted to talk about because of the work involved um because it's just so much more work like the editing and the like the technology skills you need so you know tell us about that how how's that going because now you live in australia don't you and obviously um 
Harry, I did think about that for a minute, is uh, in the UK. So how's all that going? Yeah, we've um, we've started to take videos more independently now, which has streamlined mm-hmm. the whole channel a bit more because we used to like share the video files every time someone did a mm-hmm. bit of work and then it would come over and just take ages. So, yeah, we take them ourselves and we now film either independently or we do it on a live broadcast. So he's mm-hmm. up in the morning and I'm in the evening. So that that kind of works, the the duo kind mm-hmm. of one. And then, um, yeah, we stockpile videos when we are um, on a holiday with each other or... Okay. Yeah, or when we're so to stockpile, to like to, to make a lot of them. Um, but your channel is actually absolutely brilliant. I always recommend it to my students. Um, so... Obviously, there'll be links to this um, in the show notes. Um, so now we're moving to the next part because I don't want to go too much into the um, YouTube channel because I spoke to Harry a lot about that. Okay. But you've now started a podcast, yeah. haven't you? Um, so the first question that pops into my mind is why? <laughs> because why? the YouTube video, the well, one, the YouTube channel is brilliant. Um, and two, YouTube is so much more popular because I would like to make YouTube videos, but one, I tell people I, I haven't. I've got a face for the radio. One, um, obviously, <laughs> the the work involved, and because there are still a lot of people you meet, um, I think around the world. I always go like in my mind, if something exists in England and Italy, that means it's completely international in every country in all of the world. Uh, because I think that, that that's two countries. Yeah, so exactly. So I was about to say around the world, people don't know what podcasts are, but that happens to me in the UK and Italy. Some people still don't know what they are. So what made you make that decision? Yeah, it's a good question. I recently heard that there's 1 million podcasts and 33 million YouTube channels, which is quite interesting. Okay. So it's a, mm-hmm. what's that in economics? A one in 33 ratio? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was quite easy to, to do, actually, I think. But uh, well done for, for, for doing it. I've got a degree in economics. So, yeah, I, I'm just here to check that. Keep, that to, you were correct. keep to sweeping yeah. the floors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I actually personally enjoy a lot of podcasts and mm. i find that you can enjoy them during dead time like when you're doing cleaning you're going to the gym you're going for a walk doing anything Beautiful. and everything i think it's really useful mm-hmm. to be able to use that time efficiently and, and tap into some knowledge that you didn't know before and i think mm. it's a platform that you can get really personal and that's what I was missing in YouTube because I think YouTube yeah. promotes a very, very quick and fast um, just concept. Like mm. our average video view length is about six minutes and most of our videos okay. go on for about 30 minutes. So it upsets oh, me right. to think that I can't go for longer than that because it's a waste. Mm. It's a complete waste. Of course. Yeah. Whereas I think a of podcast, course. you get that longevity and you get that time mm-hmm. to just calm down and, and relax into it and give more of an mm-hmm. authentic product. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, first of all, some nice rock and roll vocabulary when you said to tap into that, to kind of like to access it, let's say. And yeah, I completely agree. I always say this. It's, it's more of a personal thing, isn't it? When you listen to a podcast, you put your headphones on and it's just you and the podcaster and you feel like you know that person, even though 
you've probably never spoken to that person. Certainly some of the podcasts I listen to, I, I feel like I know those people. Um, and you mentioned there some of the, like you really like listening to podcasts, um, which brings me to my next point, because I saw a video you did recently on your Real English with Real Teachers channel. And it said top five podcasts to learn English. And I thought, oh, OK, I'm I'm going to be in here. I thought, you know, <laughs> I, I'm pals already with Harry. I've spoken to Charlie. And like obviously, I, I didn't watch all of the video. I watched a bit of it. And then I noticed there were some links to the podcast. I couldn't see what links they were. So I clicked the first oh, one, God. nothing, second, nothing. And got fourth one. Still, I'm not on there. And I thought, OK, I know what they're doing. Save the best till last. Sure. Here we go. This is me now. Open the fifth one, another <laughs> podcast. And I thought, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> they've stitched me up here, haven't they? Oh, God. <laughs> Lovely vocabulary. They've stitched me up. They've tricked you to put you in like a difficult situation. Um, but yeah, it was, oh, it was an emotional blow. Like I, I went to bed crying that night. Believe oh, me. Could not believe I it. I apologize, Martin. To be fair, though, I don't know if you saw the the list. I thought you uh, you might have just been like, oh, not me, not me, not me. But if you if you looked at them, they were quite um, native, big podcasts. I'm not saying that yours isn't big. I'm digging myself <laughs> a hole here. <laughs> but they're mainly for natives. Sure. It's mainly for important people. OK, like you're just some little stupid idiot trying to make a podcast. Sure. No, um, quite the contrary. No, to be fair, I obviously wanted to promote my new podcast. So, OK, you might I, I might have um, been giving people your one instead yeah. and, and not giving a lookout for mine. Okay, that that that's good to know. I, I'm so glad I've invited you on now. <laughs> uh, well, actually, this brings me nicely to the next point. Um, so obviously, you've got a YouTube channel and now you've got a podcast. And one of the things I read to have success in this industry is you need to develop thick skin. So like to not get offended when people make like negative comments, stuff like this. Luckily, I've got thick skin as well. So you're forgiven. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, but I wanted to know, have you ever received any negative comments on the YouTube channel, maybe on the podcast? Yes, it's probably a bit too early for the podcast. I'd like a comment. I'd like a negative comment. That'd be good. Um, yeah, YouTube, we've got a few. Not as many as mm. you'd expect, though, which we're, we're pleased about. Um, mm. When they come in, though, I think it's because there's two of us. I find it funny. I find it really, really yeah. oh, enjoyable. Yeah. And I can laugh yeah, at totally. it. Um, we we were waiting like for people to pick us apart and um, like select the weaker one and just poke at them for their weakness <laughs> and point it out, and we'd be distraught. <laughs> but that never happened. Like we've got our strengths and weaknesses, and I know mine. And yeah, if they were to get that, maybe it would be it would have been a bit hurtful at the beginning. But I feel like I've I've learned to have thicker skin. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's some funny ones out there, and there's one video that we did that was going to a pub, and it was a apparently traditional pub, but it was it was one of the worst videos we've made. And I remember Harry, his line at the pub at the bar was like, "What have you got on tap, mate?" And all of the the beers are on tap in front of him, so it's 
kind of pointless language to learn <laughs> but yeah we've had a lot of natives commenting on that and saying this okay. is the worst english video i've ever seen <laughs> uh, when you get comments like that though i think you know everyone's got a busy life you're, you're doing stuff why spend more time just like having a go at people so like criticizing people what 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 are you actually gaining from that so a native speaker's gone on there so this is the worst video i've ever seen thanks a lot thanks a lot <laughs> if you've got nothing nice to say don't say anything very good very good yeah yeah mm. um i've the only time I've, I've been quite lucky really um i've never really had many the, the one i did get because um rock and roll english maybe you've seen this is actually missing an apostrophe um, it's supposed to have two, and it's actually a grammatical mistake in my logo, which uh, just about sums up everything about rock and roll English. <laughs> that is very rock and roll, though. Oh, exactly. That's grammar. Like, Fuck apostrophes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick it up your ass, mate. Or punctuation. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, someone sent me this like really angry message um about it. it was like look there was supposed to be an apostrophe before and after the end like like you're a fucking idiot and i was like look mate like just calm down it's just punctuation like it, <laughs> just relax yeah. just relax sounds like he needs a good shagging <laughs> absolutely that's actually a line from a tv program which i know that you love um one of my favorites as well. The Office, just in case anyone's interested. Yeah, I, it's weird. I feel like you can tell when somebody likes The Office and it's this incredibly yeah. cultural thing in, in the UK. And there's yeah, and it's normally 100%. guys, but you just, you feel like you know that they've watched it and they'll appreciate a quote from it. it exactly. Like you, you, it's just the vibe that you get. It's like, oh yeah, he, he's part of the gang. <laughs> He's part of the gang, the, the office gang. Um, so as I mentioned, more similar than we think. Um, lots of things in common, although I must admit, on analysis, you have lived the much better life. Um, so, but still, fantastic. But still, it's not a competition. It's not a competition. It certainly isn't, but fantastic uh, use of self-deprecation there. A true Brit there, Martin. <laughs> that that that's it exactly um so anyway we are coming to the end here charlie so tell us listeners actually i'm not a listener i'm 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 creating the podcast but tell the listeners and me where we can find out more about you okay so we've got the youtube channel real english with real teachers that myself charlie and my great friend harry uh run and then i've just started the podcast called the british english podcast and that has a an academy behind it. But uh, the website is www.thebritishenglishpodcast.com or you could just search The British English Podcast on your favourite podcast app. Beautiful. Um, I will put links to this in the show notes anyway. So go there, have a look. And yeah, thanks a lot, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. Fantastic. I hope to see you soon. And I hope the next video you make about top five learning english podcasts <laughs> their number one will be rock and roll english it'll be the top it will be the top <laughs> i promise you that fantastic thank you so much for having me on here and uh for doing your research oh, you really yeah. did it thoroughly yeah a bit spooky but lovely at the same time <laughs> thanks I, I take that as a compliment okay <laughs> thanks a lot speak to you soon bye-bye bye-bye
Okay, so that was me rocking with Charlie. So let's have a look at some of the rock and roll vocabulary from the episode. Um, at the beginning, I said I upped my research from five minutes to 10. I think it was really 15. So when you up something, you obviously increase it. Um, and I said my research was very thorough. I love the word thorough. Such a beautiful word to say. Difficult to pronounce, but a beautiful word. Thorough, very complete. Um, and then Charlie said... All of my research was spot on. So a lovely term to say, basically, it was correct, exactly correct. Um, then we were talking about the story where Harry met Charlie. Is that a film? I'm not sure. Um, where Harry asked him for a pen and I said it sounded like a way in. So a way to break the ice and start the conversation. Um, I then said something that went against me in my younger days was that I didn't smoke. So I couldn't break the ice and start talking to girls. So if it goes against you, it's something that doesn't go in your favour, let's say. We spoke about the nine to five life, a common term in the UK about just going to work from nine to five, like the rat race, another term you might hear to describe that. Um, then we spoke about Charlie being the office runner. So it's quite self-explanatory that really the person that runs around the office making cups of tea picking up dead mice whatever that's the office runner um charlie also said he lived in an expat bubble so basically that's when you move abroad and you don't get to meet people from the country where you're living because you're in this kind of bubble with other expats. Um, we were then speaking about English teaching and I said I was thrown in at the deep end. So think of like a swimming pool. You have the shallow end where the water is very low, let's say, and the deep end where it's very deep. Someone throws you in, you can't swim, you have to learn very quickly. That's what happened to me when teaching English. But then I did learn to swim and also got some qualifications to swim, let's say. Um, so now, luckily, I do know what I'm doing. But for at least six months, I had no idea. Then we were speaking about dodgy language school. So if it's dodgy, it's not quite reputable, let's say. It hasn't got a great reputation, maybe something that you can't really trust. And I said, I just blurted it out. So when you blurt something out exactly like I did when I said, am I working here illegally? I didn't really think about what I was saying and I just said it. Um, Charlie then said that I have knocked my wife up. So when you knock someone up, you make them pregnant. Not the most formal thing in the world to say. So if your friend has a baby, it's not a good idea to say to your friend, congratulations on knocking your wife up. Um, but it is a very funny term. Like bun in the oven, which we had a great explanation for in the podcast. Again, a funny way to say that someone is pregnant, but again, not the most formal way to say it. Um, Charlie said that they stockpile videos now. So when you stockpile them, it's when you make a lot of them, maybe in a short space of time. Like he said, when um, he meets up with Harry, they create lots of videos because they're only together for a short time. Then when we were talking about the whole disturbing thing about how Charlie didn't mention me on the best podcasts to learn English. He said, oh, they've stitched me up here. So when someone stitches you up, they kind of manipulate the situation to make you look a little bit stupid, let's say. But that, that wasn't my intention, obviously. Um, then we were speaking about having thick skin. So if you have thick skin, you can take 
insults, let's say. It doesn't really bother you. You just keep going. And then we had one of my favourite terms, having a go at people, when we said people go online and have a go at people. So they criticise people. Anyway, remember, all of this rock and roll vocabulary is on the website, rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 212, plus the links to Harry and Charlie's YouTube channel, Real English with Real Teachers, and also to Charlie's podcast, The British English Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I will see you all again very soon. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.